0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas.
1: From Mansers on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge style.
2: Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. There aren't enough bad things we could say about the COVID-19 pandemic, which has cut a path of death, destruction, and suffering around the globe since early 2020. But like any major disaster, it has also disrupted the old way of doing things and forced us to come up with new and better ways. It also has created opportunities for entrepreneurs and innovators, some of whom are right here in Baton Rouge. With me today to discuss this is Calvin Fabry, president and CEO of Invoke, a software development and services firm that Calvin founded in 2003. Calvin also is the creator of the LA Digital Wallet, which is far and away invoke's most visible product, and which is why we have invited him back to be on the show today. Calvin created the digital driver's license back in 2018 before anyone had ever heard of COVID, making Louisiana the first state in the nation to offer such a product. And it was made legal by the state legislature. Then the pandemic hit and all of a sudden Envoke and its LA wallet were in the right place at the right time. Today, more than 1 million people in Louisiana have downloaded the wallet and nearly half a million have downloaded its sister product, the Smart Health Card, which links your digital driver's license to a digital copy of your COVID vaccine record, something that is increasingly required for you to get into restaurants, venues, and even airplanes. Calvin, great story thanks for joining me on out to lunch today
1: thanks for having me it's good to be here
2: joining me and calvin at the table is cody louvier founder of king crow studios a digital media company in louisiana that specializes in virtual reality and specifically using vr tools to train some pretty important clients like the u.s air force and the u.s space force Though the pandemic didn't force Cody and his company to create any new products per se, it created opportunities for their existing clients to accelerate their training. So when their employees returned to the office, they were able to train them faster and more efficiently and with overall better outcomes. In addition to running his own tech company, Cody also works with the Louisiana Technology Park to develop and retain the digital media workforce available in our area. And we know that's a growing sector. And before striking out on his own several years ago, Cody worked for another local software firm called Pixel Dash. He is a native of Lake Charles. And, Cody, thank you so much for being with us today on Out to Lunch.
3: Thank you, Stephanie. Pleasure to be here.
2: Well, Calvin, we just have to start with the the story of of the... LA wallet, and and then the smart health card. I mean, y'all were really in the right place at the right time. Just remind us, how does all this link together? And you don't even have to take a picture of your driver's license. Y'all's database just links into the state, and that's it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, And we had started early on with state police. State police said, you know what, we need a digital driver's license to be hands-free. We're never going to touch their device. We don't want to touch their device. So already we were set up for a hands-off approach, a no-touch approach to LA Wallet. Uh, And our governor started noticing that, look, we've we've got fake cards everywhere. We've got people getting vaccinated twice because they've lost their cards. He said, we need a reliable digital way to house that within la wallet securely so that people can travel so that businesses can make decisions about uh COVID vaccinated uh, uh people or not so it's really always permissive it's always optional it's always uh it's always digital
2: wow fantastic now cody let me bring you you into the um conversation here because you all have done some really cool things since COVID started
3: we sure have. You know, we're lucky enough to be able to work remotely. So we've expanded since COVID has started and acquired more contracts than ever as companies were utilizing and entities were utilizing the downtime to enhance their overall training regimens. Now, that way, when the workforce re-entered the public space, the, you know, in-person interactions, they could then be trained sometimes twice as fast with twice as much efficiency.
2: Okay. And so you all train them Using virtual reality, explain that to us in a little more detail. Sure. Stick down a little bit.
3: So there are multiple different XR. And XR is just the whatever kind of reality you're creating the training for. Is it okay. augmented, an augmentation of our real world? Pokemon Go is an example of that. The camera can look around and you see things that get overlaid over your, your vision of the world. Virtual reality is an entire virtual replication of a place or somewhere unique that you create yourself. So you put on a headset in this specific room, you could be flying atop a mountain, you could be diving under the sea, you could be a dragon soaring through, a, you know, a, a golden gilded hall. There's the in- possibilities are infinite. So what we, what we do is we work with clients, we duplicate real world locations one for one. This isn't just a creation of a space. It's going as far as how does the worn texture of the wood where people walk over time and time again reflect. So when someone's in our virtual reality training environments, they can see these things. When they get in the real world, it feels right. So we duplicate these environments one for one and then try to get them the muscle memory to go through this training.
2: Wow, so much cool stuff. And all of this is going on right here in Baton Rouge. Calvin, explain to us a little bit... um, I mean, you all just link to the state database. Yeah, we create uh, software that basically goes and gets this information.
1: Sure. LA Wallet is a secure container. And just like it holds a digital copy of your driver's license, Mm -hmm. it holds a digital copy of your vaccination record on file with the official database at the Louisiana Department of Health. Now, we used a couple of principles in developing this. Number one, purely optional. Number two, nothing extra. There's nothing else downloaded to your device. Hmm. Number three, there are no copies. We do not data warehouse anything. If it only lives at the Department of Health or on your device or nowhere. And single use. Anytime you show it to somebody, it's only used for that particular purpose on your uh, permission. Wow.
2: So y'all basically developed the app on the phone and then the software to link it to these databases.
1: That's correct. So when you press one button, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tell you, okay, I'm going to send your first name, your last name, your date of birth over to the Department of Health to see if we can find only one record for your vaccination. If we find it, we're going to give you the option to display it. If you say yes, we build a smart health card, which is almost universally accepted. Like if you're going to go to Hawaii, if you're going to upload it into another app, that's the format you want to use. And off you go. And with two taps, you can delete it. Wow.
2: And I know that there are, just like we used to have fake ids when we were kids to try to get beer i mean people do have fake vaccination cards to try to get into places that are requiring them maybe but is there a way to to fake this digital these digital ids and
1: well we never issue any challenges (laughs) but i can say that once you've been verified on la wallet having the latest version of your driver's license it's really hard to uh, to fake that because we're're we're, we're not letting you enter anything your 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 license is the one being presented to the Department of Health. They look you up in the official state's database and it comes back with one hit or no hits
2: wow, so interesting Cody I want to go back to something that you said something a minute ago and it made me think you, you were talking about the whole virtual reality and like Oh, maybe five years ago. I remember doing a lot of stories about this. There was a lot of attention around, maybe what was it, Google Glasses and great fears that you know, by 2020 we were all gonna be walking around with virtual reality headsets. And that, is that still, are we on that trajectory or have we kind of evolved and realized now that virtual reality is something that has specific applications like what y'all do to train the military or law enforcement
3: That's or both? A- That's a very good question, Stephanie, because, you know, throughout the course of time, sci-fi movies have led us to believe we were going to have a lot of advances that didn't actually happen. What we find is the technology exists, but as you mentioned, how is it applied? Where is it applied? VR originally came out for video games, and that was where it was supposed to be most prominent at. What we found quickly was industry training, and this this isn't just hard stuff, this isn't like a a physical location, Um, soft skills, interpersonal communication. There's even simulations to teach people how to handle HR. And there are huge companies working on this that are leading the the next advancement in technology for XR in general. So what I'm gonna say is, as the technology, you you look at cell phones for example, they got smaller, they got more compact, they got more accessible. We're going to see those kind of things occur Where if you see a single lens Google Glass or your overall glasses start to adapt to a higher-end technology, a display on that, I can see that as a viable option in the future. I don't think we'll pull a WALL-E and all have (laughs) VR headsets on specifically, but there's not to say that those can't be used in the right situation. Um, People that are receiving chemotherapy right now, they're utilizing VR headsets so they get transported to a different world. It helps out their overall quality of life because you can be in a serene beach, you know, looking over the sunset and your mind gets taken to a different place entirely. So I think there will be a time and a place for it, but I think the overall usage on the street is going to kind of adapt to fit more modern culture and style. Interesting.
2: Now, y'all are both, obviously, software development kind of firms, but is there any overlap into the kinds of services and products that y'all have? It doesn't sound like it, but...
1: Well, generally, we um, invoke works with a number of commercial companies. We've actually worked with uh, uh, Cody's group before in a a prior life. Okay. uh, Developing industrial-type software. So, peeking your head inside of a generator. You know, looking at all the intricate parts for training, making sure that we don't... uh, These training experiences are really, uh, they burn into the brain the experience of catching a unit on fire. You know, so much better than a slide deck Mm -hmm. can do because so much safety training is just a bunch of slides and bullet points. But when you immerse somebody Mm -hmm. that's about to go out to an oil rig to service a generator and those things can catch on fire you really get that, that burned in, I know what not to do.
2: Right. So sure. it's
1: really cool. I, I love being in the silicone bayou of <laughs> software development, as we call it.
2: Do people still call it that? That That's another term that we were, we were writing about that a decade ago. Sure. I don't know. Did it really catch on?
3: I think so. Um, you know, I still hear people utilize that to, one, differentiate our sales from uh, Florida and the other nearby areas, it. you know, because they, they have swamp over there, and we have bayous where the locations were coined. Gotcha. But I agree with what you said. We're, we definitely are in the same space. It's, it's interesting to think of Louisiana as a technology leader. You know, we're, we're a leader in so many other facets, but we're really actually driving people to new solutions as I think both of our companies are evident in doing so. And with that, software is such a universal thing when you find your markets, your, your targets, your, your, your niche then you can go anywhere, you know? It's like programming languages. Every language or programmer can be different, but they still can solve the same issues with different code. And we would love to get anybody listening in California that wants to move
1: (laughs) to Louisiana.
2: You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Cody Louvier of King Crow Studios and Calvin Fabry of Envoke. Calvin, how difficult or easy is it to find talent? It
1: is very difficult right now. Mm -hmm. Um, What we do is we go to the colleges and contribute to the advisory boards of computer science. We help instruct the project courses. We meet with professors, and we try to empower them and their curriculum to bring out the best kind of developers. I'm not a big poacher. I don't Mm -hmm. like to go steal people from other businesses. Uh, We like to develop them and grow them right here in Louisiana. And it, we we do
3: have a lot of great programs at our colleges.
2: What do you do? You have trouble, Cody, finding people.
3: You, you know, it's funny. We have the same exact approach. So we're partnered with LSU, AIE, and what we do is the same thing. We go over there, we talk to them about what's the new curriculum that they're going to design. How does that lead a student? To be able to get trained there, intern with us, and then they can eventually stay in Louisiana, so it's workforce retention, and then train them up to meet the modern expectations. Industry standard is a term that gets thrown around a whole lot, but it's different depending upon where you are and what you're doing. An industry standard in California can sometimes differ than an industry standard in Louisiana because of what our needs are for our different communities. Like, we've kind of tapped that market very specifically and successfully, so we can then advise on how you should train up your people. Um, Not to say that, and and to to give more credit, please, yes, we we would like more advanced people because we're still new in this environment. So we don't have the decades of experience that other places do. What we're finding right now, though is we're having a lot of boomerangs. People that moved away, they got years of experience somewhere else, and now Louisiana is becoming attractive enough to lure them back for many different reasons. Maybe they want to start a family, maybe they can find far uh, more cost-effective homes than other places, but that's the effect that's happening right now, and you're starting to see that across the board, I think, in Louisiana.
0: Wow.
2: I know when IBM moved in here, I don't know, five or so years ago, and they struck a deal with LSU and, and, you know... Um, LSU agreed to help train more more students I mean are y'all seeing the fruits of that is that really working or is it more just market driven do you think
1: I'm not seeing a lot of uh, initially when you hear of a large company coming to Louisiana you're thinking oh they're gonna steal our people
0: yeah
1: <clears throat> but what we found is that the culture of a small business uh, 30 and under 40 and under uh, you're able to have a, a more of a lifestyle business than a go out and uh, make as much money as you can take the biggest offer and anybody considering working for a large company versus a small company you know look at look at the culture mm-hmm, what are mm-hmm. you going into are you going into a culture of learning or a culture of maintaining something that was written thirty years ago
0: yeah
1: you know yeah. that's a big that that makes a big impact on the quality of your life and how you feel when you go home to dinner
3: I, I can't agree more it's the matter matter of um, are you innovative in in creating new things, or are you sustaining an entity that has existed now for a long time? Both are very important, but it's what do you want to do as the developer, as the engineer, as the artist or programmer? You have to know what your end of the day is, what it looks like to you, and what's going to give you the highest quality of life, and culture is the only way to do that, and we're very specific about our culture. We have a rigorous interview process, and that's because... I don't just want to hire developers. I don't just want to hire people to fill spaces. We want to hire someone that can be part of our culture, that can be part of our careers. And not only will we help them succeed, we want them to be able to provide insightful and new ways of thinking. Because if we're not learning, then we're going to become stagnant. And in this industry, that's that's not what you want. You need to be on the forefront of innovation.
2: How many people work for King Crow Studios?
3: Now we have... 13 um, and you know I think two years ago we might have only had a handful it was much smaller back then um, and I think they were even just contractors back then these are actual employees we've got benefits coming like we've got all of these new it's things a real company it's we're a real company <laughs> and all grown up uh, yeah and I remember starting off with just me you know and then like working with a few people learning a lot about the community and environment We're in such a new place, and with us going through current expansions, Series A talks, all this kind of stuff, now we're going to potentially explode with with growth and success and uh it's it's hard to keep up you know you definitely and i'm, I'm sure everyone at the table would be like yeah i wish i could clone myself because you just realize you don't have enough time in the day and I, I remember being younger and hearing people say that and i was all like huh, i don't want any more time in the day and now i'm just like this week just blew by i don't know what happened i mean i've got these notes great per, uh, people to support the, the company but it's it's a wonderful experience to be able to do this in my home state of louisiana
2: that's fantastic Calvin, how, how large is Invoke now?
1: Um, we're right at about 30 people right now. We're okay. still hiring. So Invoke.com and just as, get a job. And I do want to echo what, what Cody said about uh, we're looking for well-rounded people. Mm-hmm. Your ACT score doesn't matter as much. It shows that you can take a test well and think linearly and logically on the left side of the brain. But we want those creators, those people that, are, that want to expand and get empathetic and big-picture thinking. So we we want that balance.
2: I mentioned that LA Wallet and now the Smart Card were y'all's two best-known apps. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else are y'all doing? Well,
1: uh, coincidentally, it probably didn't make it to our agenda, but we just released the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries licenses on LA Wallet. That's now free. You can go into your app and, and with one tap it'll go look you up in the wildlife and fisheries and down comes all your licenses.
2: And this is huge for people who are who are fishermen and hunters, right?
1: It is. It's the most requested feature on our user suggested site, but yes, hunters and fishers.
2: Fantastic. All
1: over it. And it is legal, so you can do that. We even announced a text to tag. So if you've if you? you've if you've harvested, that's a That's a euphemism for a shot a doe or so. (laughs) Um, You can you don't have normally you'd have to put a a printed tag on the animal and call in and say hey I just shot one. Well now you can use your phone to text it in and it'll look up your tag for you and automatically tag it and you're you're all legal to go.
2: So how many um, users have have I don't know?
1: Well we we announced it on uh, last Monday uh, ten days ago Mm -hmm. and already I think sixty thousand people have added the license to their to their la wallet fantastic that's and we're at one be point huge, right? yes and we're we're over 1.1 million la wallet users which represents close to 40 percent of our yeah. of our uh, public that has licenses. well that's huge
2: right because i mean there are only two two million something with a driver's license i guess right, right? exactly four, yep. yeah four million people in the state and and cody i mentioned the space force i didn't even really realize that the space force existed but you, I mean, I knew I knew that President Trump had created it. I didn't know that but y'all are actually doing training for that.
3: So we've been lucky enough to work with some other partners in the small business innovative research space um, that you know, the, the Space Force is, is kind of um, uh, directly attached to the Air Force. And with Ugh. that, there's a lot of parallels, a lot of people that have the expertise that went from Air Force to Space Force. So naturally we're going to go down that path as well. Um, We created a recruiting effort uh, with Dynepic, um, which is another company where it's a day in the life of a a Space Force um, Guardian, an operator, in in a, a satellite operations center. We were given some creative—they're you know, called liberties. Guardians, Space Force Guardians. Isn't that awesome? That is cool. Like, like that's a job
2: you want to have. When you're I know a kid, they're right? really
3: doing the the sci-fi kid in me. <laughs> like they're doing a service to all of us that were like, when this okay. actually happens, it's going to sound cool. Yeah. Um, but we we work with a few other ones on some user interface things. But that one was um, more of a so at recruiting efforts and events, it was part of a challenge. How do we let people know how cool this can really be? So we got to take the realistic SoC, the the, uh, operations center, and then apply some of our creative nerdiness, and we mixed in some Star Wars, some Star Trek, um, a couple of other video game and movie references, and um, made it look even cooler and have like a hollow globe and multiple different large screens, but all the while still rooting it in reality because we want them to go in there, see a cool thing, and know that this is a real possibility. And then the other part of it is... They're looking at our stuff and going, "Oh, that's really cool. We might want to really do that." And how insane is that yeah. to think of you just being a nerd making a cool thing? Then they go, "That's a that's a wonderful design. Wish we would have thought of that." All right, let's start this. For, let's start this now.
2: That's excellent, excellent. Who is your competition out there, Calvin? Who you know you go up against local, <clears throat> national, and I mean, are you competing around the country to get your Smart cards in other states?
1: Oh, well, well, for other smart cards, there are other uh, DL providers. But uh, Cody and I are both in a creative type business. So our competitors are usually across the table from us when we're meeting with them. They're, they're our prospects. They have, in our eyes, they have three options. Do the project, don't do the project, or do it with us. Okay. If competition is ever mentioned, we'll say, they're a great company. I've heard great things about them. But we are in such a high-touch business and such a personal business that competition never really wields its head anywhere.
2: So it's not like you're pitching against other firms or going out for bid? Only
1: when there are large uh, government-type engagements where you have to go out for bids. Mm -hmm. But in that case, we're still going to make that personal appeal to them and say we're going to treat the person first, the requirement second.
2: And maybe that's just kind of the way that the software development world works. Is that your experience as well, Cody?
3: In this modern era, yes. Uh, You really, it, it is a personal touch. You have to get to know them because everyone, even if they give you documentation that states, this is what we need, you're going to find a conversation will fill in so many more of those blanks to where you really can understand how to make the best product for them. And then once you do that for a few clients, word of mouth spreads like wildfire. And that's how, other than what Calvin mentioned, with the competition of large contracts where you're obligated to input into a process. Um, Really, it's just about getting in front of people, meeting them, finding out what they need, and then going from there.
2: Well, Cody Louvier and Calvin Fabry, it's been wonderful to have you both back on the show to catch up on what your companies have been doing since the pandemic and all of the exciting developments. It's great to know that we have this kind of IT talent and creativity Right here in Baton Rouge. So thanks for joining me today on Out to Lunch.
1: Thanks for having us.
3: Thank you, Stephanie.
2: My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Calvin Fabry of Invoke and Cody Louvier of King Crow Studios. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Invoke and King Crow Studios by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, itsbatonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on its itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts and you can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at acro, that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for It'sBatonRouge.LA and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week. For more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
0: Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Manser's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Manser's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.